You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode three of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Nicola Lalive. Nicola is a good friend of mine and is the owner of one of the most gorgeous boutique beauty salons in therapy based in the suburb of Red Hill in Brisbane. I'm so honored to have the support of Nicola along this journey and jumped at the chance to feature her as the first of many inspiring beauty business salon owners on the show. If there's one thing you can take away from Nicola's beauty boss journey, make it be that when you have your personal and business values clear, your decision making, product partnerships and hiring staff becomes a lot easier. To me, Nicola has such a generous heart and everything she does in her life and business is based around uplifting and empowering the people surrounding her to feel good and do good for others. One lucky listener is going to win a beauty boss date with Nicola, where she will give you an insight into her 20 years of industry experience and behind the scenes look at the running of her beauty business. What a prize. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, Nicola, to my virtual beauty lounge. I'm so, so glad to have you on the show. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for inviting me. I think it's wonderful that I get to um, hopefully inspire some young entrepreneurs and beauty owners and hashtag beauty bosses. Yes, yes, I love it. I had to have you on being that we've had a relationship for a little while. Our relationship goes back probably, oh, I think maybe six years now that I've known you. Six years. It just goes to show, hey, our industry is so small actually. Yeah, it is. I um, first met Nicola when I was working as a business consultant and she was managing the actual salon that she now owns. So we've got quite an incredible story to uncover. I can't wait to hear more about it and for you to share all your um, journey with our listeners. So I want to kick off the show, though, with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Wow, thanks, um, Angela. Well, I think um, firstly and foremost to be a hashtag beauty boss, you need to be true to yourself and to your core values. Mm-hmm. And I also believe in being 100% um, kind of true and not trying to be somebody you're not and just being yourself because, you know, quite often I find people are going to judge you anyway. So you might as well be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And um, things I've found that's worked for me as a hashtag beauty boss is um, just being really authentic being, like I said before, myself and um, part of my success as being a leader is really that I'm very fair with my team. At the same time, I'm firm, but I've always been 
and had a really open door policy where my staff or team could come and speak to me and, um, you know, just really had a transparent relationship with my team. Yeah. And um, really what I want to do is just inspire others to be the best versions of themselves. There's no point trying to be somebody else. You are who you are. And um, every day living that and just making both my team as well as my guests being the best version of themselves is so inspiring for me. And, um, you know, I love being a leader. I love helping therapists, you know, with further their careers and coaching and nurturing them. And um, I'm just really passionate about that. And not just passionate, I really feel like that is my purpose is to really help and train and, and coach, coach other, you know, therapists. And so I believe being a hashtag beauty boss is you got so many hats, mm-hmm. not just the boss. And so, you know, I'm your boss, so you will do what I say. I've never had that approach. I kind of nothing I would ask my team is anything I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. I from and this might not work for others, but for me, I get right in there, involved with my team. I'm on the floor, helping them, coaching them, inspiring them, and that's what's worked for me might not work for others, but um, for lack of a better word, I don't like pulling rank. <laughs> I like to just be part of the team, going in there, in part, in, in empowering and inspiring um, and others and just really doing what I feel is, is my purpose and my passion in life. Love it. I definitely know that I have known that from you for a very long time you're super super inspiring every time I meet you up for a coffee you're so empowering and your energy really really does um you know come across so so inspiring so you've definitely got an amazing team culture going and I'm sure they really do look up to you as an amazing beauty boss to have they wouldn't want to be working anywhere else (laughs) thank you so much I really appreciate that so Now, so we'll go back to the very beginning. I want to know your whole story. What actually led you to choosing your beauty therapy as a career path? And then let's go all the way back to, um, yeah, back to your South Africa days and and leading up into today. Perfect. Oh, my gosh, I get so excited because it's such a good story. And every time I think about my journey and this wonderful career and I get I get I get goosebumps because really it's it's just it's just awesome our industry but I really remember it like it was yesterday I was my daughter Chloe's age which is six years old and I was living in Johannesburg South Africa now my mom used to go um, every month for her waxing and occasional beauty treatments and in the day it was really big to have a beauty room inside a pharmacy. And so I used to think and go with my mom and she had leg waxes and be like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to do this, you know, when I'm big. And so I used to go with her into this little cubicle and watch her have her legs waxed and just think it was the best thing ever. And I used to walk around the pharmacy and uh, just look at all the makeup and the, the ladies with the beautiful big red lips and think oh when I'm big I'm gonna buy all this makeup 
And so I decided that's what I wanted to do. And actually, funny enough, I remember occasionally when my mum couldn't get in for appointments, she used to put the old wax pot on the um, the oven, like the stove top, and you know, soften the wax and then wax her own legs in an old beach towel. <laughs> I used to have to sit on the side and like blow the wax because it was too hot and not regulated. So it resonated so strongly in my mind. And, you know, we used to go up the tweezer and pluck the leg hairs and it was just so old school. But just, you know, that's how I got involved in this industry, just thinking like, oh, this is awesome. So basically I decided at six years old this is what I was going to do. And so I started making my mom lipsticks and perfumes out of rose petals and just spraying toilet spray and whatever I could in a little bottle. <laughs> and I still don't know what she did with them to the to this day, but I was very passionate about that. So I decided, you know, after school, I was going to beauty college. And I remember being in, in year 12 and everybody had to say, look, what you want to do when you grow up? And and my classmates were like, I'm going to be a chartered accountant. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And I was a girl who stood up and said, well, I just want to be a beauty therapist. And kind of everybody chuckled and said, oh, well, you know, you won't make any money. That's just silly. And, you know, it's not always about the money. So um, I giggle now at those um, people in my class because after school, I went and studied at one of South Africa's most elite beauty colleges, which is called Camelot Academy. And we used to sponsor the Miss South Africa events and have all the celebrities come in there. So that was a really good um, kind of learning curve. It really set my bar quite high as far as standards go. At the same time, I was working for Esther Lauder and we had the top cosmetic counter in South Africa. And um, it was amazing. I used to do makeup and I just loved the lipsticks and makeup. And then, of course, one day something happened that changed my entire career. My college was hosting the interviews for Standard Transocean to go and work aboard the cruise ships. So everyone said, right, we need as many girls from the college to come. We need to make it look good and, you know, show up. I was like, well, I could have a Saturday off working and that sounds great so off I went to the interview no intention of going to work on the cruise ships like that's just ridiculous I'll just go and have a Saturday off and so I went next thing you knew did the interview got the job and yeah the rest was history so my family said to me uh well yeah that's ridiculous uh <laughs> you will go and last two weeks and come home you will you you know I was very unconfident I had bad skin I you know I was the quiet shy girl and you know what can't I mean I started back in 1998 <laughs> just like 20 years ago off I went on the cruise ships and you know what I was just that little South African girl that just had that spark in me off I went I worked my way up from uh you know, we had to do, and, and and Angela, I know you've been on the cruise ship, so you resonate with this. We had to start yeah. off doing, you know, manicures and pedicures and then massage, and then you earn your way to doing facials. So um, next thing you knew, I was um, 
you know, head beauty therapist, then assistant manager, worked my way up to manager. And the, the rest is history. I spent 11 years on the cruise ships. Amazing. It's like mega liners of 28 staff members. And it was amazing. I mean, you know, for all those those kids back in high school who said, really, that's ridiculous. Well, I swam with turtles in Barbados. I've been to the Eiffel <laughs> Tower. I've been to Egypt. You know, like, it, it's crazy. I've done my, you know, my open water diving in, 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 in Aruba. Like, you know, you can't, you can't put a value, like, money-wise on those experiences, life experiences. So there I was out there and thinking, you know, I'd love to meet the man of my dreams and, oh, you know, my Prince Charming. And and one um, contractor was on, on um, uh, actually, I think it was a whole America ship on Valentine's Day in the officer's bar. I met my husband. <laughs> it was it was the weirdest thing. So, you know, I, I, I um, am from South Africa originally. And so um, we thought, well, wonderful, we'll just open... Uh, I want to open this Balinese spa in Cape Town, the top end with all my spa background. I thought it would be amazing until I brought my new fiancé home with me. We were in Johannesburg for a baptism of my niece and uh, we were going to go out checking, you know, wedding venues. And unfortunately, we were followed from the shopping centre. I had my new engagement ring on and we were held up at gunpoint in my sister's garage in her house literally a barrel of a gun stuck to my head so that was really scary and made me realize and my new fiance who's from the netherlands we don't want this we don't want to live here and it was it was so bittersweet because it was really a bad thing but out of that we we came to live in australia because my dad was originally australian so i got australian citizen ship from descent which was amazing so we came to live in australia um to cut a very long story short i went to work for peer indulgence as an operations manager then i was a manager then i managed two salons and then i got this opportunity to manage a boutique salon i was like well that's a bit different i'm used to big teams and so on and really strict protocols and so I had this opportunity to um, become a manager in therapy and uh, we're located in um, Red Hill in Brisbane and I took a leap of faith and I said, well, well, why not? I've always done big. Why not strip it back and do something a bit more boutique? So I did that. I managed a salon for four and a half years and then I bought it four years ago. So, yeah, I've been in nine years and just living my dream, like, I guess. That's always what I wanted, my own business. Amazing. It's a bit of a really interesting story on how I got there, but I'm there now and I love it. I feel like it's my home away from home. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that you bought in therapy. <laughs> it's such, such a beautiful salon. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We certainly put a love, a lot of love in there. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to grab the bull by the horns and, and and just go for it. Yeah, definitely. And going back to your ship days, because we have gone through that together. If anyone is listening that wants to go and work on the cruise ships, it's really, really an opportunity of a lifetime. And I think um, I can relate to you coming out of your shell. 
I certainly did when I went on the ships too. You're really thrown in the deep end to run your own column and basically you have to work to make your money Um, and we were both obviously really good at what we did because staying on for so long, you did it for longer than me. I only lasted four years but um, that's because I met my husband as well and we came back to Australia too. So, um, but, yeah, seeing all those places, travelling the world, getting paid for it, it was um, just, yeah, a journey of a lifetime. And I think the skills that we have gained to own our own businesses and lead teams and be an example for others um, really does come from that time as well, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And the core value is like working on the cruise ships and working for Steiner really helped me implement, you know, the skills I have today with um, running a team and um, delivering amazing service. I mean, we dealt with Americans and I'm sure you resonate, like we have some really challenging situations. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I feel like that really helped me. And I feel now if I had to interview a staff member and they came from the cruise ships, like I feel really comfortable with that because I know that they're hard workers. Yeah. <laughs> I know that they'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Oh, what a beautiful story, Nicola. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's my pleasure. Sorry <laughs> for hiding a little bit. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. So which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? Well, I have to say, first and foremost, is staff. And I think this is not just in the beauty industry, but in every industry. But I feel that hiring and retaining valuable staff members has been a little bit of a challenge for me. Now, I went from managing a salon for four and a half years to saying to those staff members, oh, hi, I'm your boss now. <laughs> so that was really interesting experience for me and you had the staff members who were like wow that's awesome and then you had the other group of thoughts that thought well if you can do it I can do it why why you so it was a really challenging transition but I really feel and my advice to everybody out there is to really take time when hiring staff members I know sometimes it's really difficult when you have someone resign and you need someone two weeks later, but, but you know, hire people that resonate with your core values. So, for example, my core values are um, in therapy, we don't sell or support or, you know, represent any products that are tested on animals or sold in China. Mm-hmm. As well as we run a sustainable salon and we repurpose and recycle everything. So if I had a staff member who said, I hate animals, I don't care what happens to them, and really I don't care what happens to the environment, I wouldn't resonate with that. So you really need to find members um, that are going to believe in what you believe in because otherwise you're not going to have a win-win situation. So that's the first thing. Take your time when hiring your staff members. And um, actually... I'm sure, Angie, you're going to post some, you know, links here. But if anybody wants some, you know, interview questions, I've done it a few times and I think I've really nailed it when it comes to interview questions. But just as a little tip when you are hiring staff members is 
I like to ask them first and foremost, um, what do you know about our business? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised how many staff members say, oh, like, did you look at our website? Oh, no, I haven't had time to look at your website. You know, so you can kind of gauge when you're doing an interview. You know, you, sh- you should have someone who's really looked at your website, knows your core values and kind of be in line with that. So that I've got a couple of good questions. If anybody wants to reach out afterwards, I'm really happy to help out with that. But you definitely need to hire staff members who are um, supportive of your core values. And it's taken me a little while now, but we have an amazing team now and everybody's on board with my beliefs and and I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. So that's my first thing. And my second thing is watch your expenses. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to be... And, you need to be as a business owner comfortable with numbers. Now, I was never great at maths at school, but being a business owner and a hashtag beauty boss, you need to be comfortable with numbers. You need to know every month your expenses, your wages, cost of goods. You need to know how to analyze your profit and loss statement, which can be quite daunting, right? But you need to know the numbers. And it is really easy to be caught up with the 20% 20% off and you think, oh, I use these products anyway. I'm going to just buy six months worth of professional cleansers and moisturizers and masks and then your bill comes for like a couple of thousand dollars and you don't know how to pay it. So all those things are amazing and do have their place, but you need to really analyze where you're at with your, um, you know, your profitability and and so on and not really get caught up into all the nice shiny new things because it is really easy to get caught up in that yeah yeah although you, it's things you use anyway you're going to find sometimes you bite off more than you can choose and that has happened to me in the past so i think you need to really watch your financial position and put it in perspective and um don't get too bored into industry offices and you know not just products but consumer bills you really need to be careful mm-hmm. um, with with how you move forward yeah 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 that's awesome i'm a big believer that product sells product but you really do need to know your bottom line and um just not let that shiny object syndrome affect your decision making it's um yeah it can be really daunting when you over um overdo it with the the money side in your business yeah, and you really need to sit down and analyse because it sounds amazing. You think, well, I'll just buy a year worth of professional products because I use it anyway. But then is that going to put you, you know, into financial difficulty? Because if it is, is it worth it? Yeah. I think the, the promotions are always going to be around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, that is, is something, to be honest with you, that's caught me in the past and I'm trying to get mm-hmm. better at because I am, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'm a salesperson's dream. <laughs> I love the free gift and buy this, get that, and it sounds amazing. But really, you have to just stick to what you absolutely need sometimes. And that's the key that's gotten me kind of over any kind of financial obstacles is just, you know, watching your expenses really analyzing it know your numbers even if you're not comfortable with it you have to get comfortable with your numbers it's just unfortunately the way it is yeah 
So um, I'd like to ask you, what are your two most important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when starting their own business? So you've already said about watching your expenses. I think that probably comes under that category too. Yes, and I think do your research when it comes to which brands you want to align yourself with. Look, I um, am a huge supporter of Australian-owned um, brands as well as obviously brands that I'm tested on animals. Um, that's just part of my core value. But um, really do your homework, talk to other salon owners, reach out to them, stock any like potential brands you're looking at. I think um, you'll find most people are quite open to wanting to help each other in the industry. I, I know I certainly am, but, you know, do your research. Um, definitely should look, be looking at stocking brands that have a 100% markup and brands that you also get a lot of support, incentives, um, you know, promotions, not only for yourself and your team, but also for your guests, like, good, like gifts mm -hmm. with purchases. Um, I also believe in a great software program because, like I said, getting comfortable with your numbers is pretty uncomfortable at a lot of times. But having a software program where you can, they make it easy for you to be able to extract all the numbers and reports and details you need is also really key to running a successful business, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few different software programs out there at the moment. But um, you've got shortcuts, don't you? Yes, I have shortcuts. And to be honest with you, I've always worked with shortcuts, never had any issues with them. And um, I just think, again, when, when, you, when you're aligning yourself with not just a software program but a brand, you really need to be doing your homework because everybody has an amazing offer, an amazing deal. But go out there and reach out to other salon owners. Mm -hmm. Ask them their opinion. I mean, I certainly know that I have no problem talking to anybody about these things. But do your research because there is a lot of noise in our industry. There's a lot of things going on and it's really overwhelming to decide, you know, what product, what software, this and that. But my advice is just go and seek the people who are doing it already with those yeah. brands already and ask in their opinion. Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually really what I want the Beauty Business Pro Society Close Group to um, start engaging with each other and asking each other's other questions. It's a new group still at the beginning. But, yeah, there's a few people asking about machinery questions and product questions and supply companies and, you know, you never know who's going to have the answer for you or um, a new business that we never even knew about. So social media has so much power to connect us all together. So I'm actually loving the engagement in the group at the moment. And I just want to thank you, Angela, for making it so easy. If I had a platform like yours, you know, back a couple of years ago, I would have been laughing. I know. That's why I created it because <laughs> I wanted it back five years ago too. I'm thinking, wow, geez, if I had all these answers. I know. But, yeah. I think the hashtag beauty bosses of, 2018 have it so easy that they've got experts that can help them and you know what mm. if you find someone who's not open to sharing their information with you don't be disheartened just move on to the next because they are hashtag beauty bosses like myself and 
of course you as well, Angela, who are wanting to help and this is our purpose. We want to yeah. help our industry be more successful. So, you know, make sure you you reach out because we are here for you. And and thank you, Angela, for for your business that you've opened because it's just such an amazing platform for therapists who are wanting to become business owners. And and for me, I feel that's your kind of natural progression. I would never get upset with a staff member said, Nick, you know, I want to open my own salon. I'd be so excited and wanting to help them. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not everybody's got their their difference, their point of difference. You know, it's not like, you know, I feel in our industry these days, no one wants to share anything sometimes because they're afraid of competition. But the way I look at it, everybody's got their point of difference. So why not all be hashtag beauty bosses and inspiring each other to be the best yeah. versions of ourselves? And yeah, definitely. I think that's what our industry needs to kind of relate to and not just being competitive. And, you know, there's there's enough guests and business for everyone. We just need to, you know, stick to our core values and what we believe in. Absolutely. I love that. I love all of your core values. You are um, a big, big advocate for the um, rescue dogs, aren't you, as well? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, oh, I love animals. And um, I secretly have a Dutch hound, but my husband, unfortunately, won't let me have a sausage dog. But I, <laughs> I could save the world and animals. I honestly and truly will. And I just feel, you know, I was looking, I was actually working through my office today and I found a thesis that I did back in 1997. Can you believe it? That was like like a million years away, like ago, <laughs> I did a thesis on vivisection, which was testing on animals and the whole fur trade and thalamite disaster. And I just feel, you know, really, we're in 2018. I don't think that anybody should be having to test on animals. And I just, um, you know, unfortunately, I was talking to you earlier about my core values and finding a team that resonates with what I believe in. But I just think, you know, there is no place for animal cruelty, really. They don't have a voice, so we need to be the voice. And actually, my salon in therapy, one of our biggest charities is the RSPCA. So every May we do the big um, million paws walk and we get our guests to come on board with their dogs and pets. And so because I don't have my Dutch hound, because my husband's selfish, I have to (laughs) to share someone else's dog. But... You know, we also do the Cupcake Day in August and I just feel, you know, that's something that's always resonated with me. I've always loved animals and I just think, you know, that's something I feel really strongly about. But, yeah, you know, you know, it's right. Like RSBCA, we also give all our old towels to the RSBCA and, yeah, I just feel strongly about that. I always have, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah I'm proud of that. That's so beautiful. And that, you know, it's really lovely to hear that a, an actual personal value of yourself shines through within your business. So coming from loving animals to not wanting anything tested on them, you actually own a business where you can, you know, have a voice and say, we're actually going to be completely Australian made, not going to test on animals. If anything's sold through China, we'll discontinue it in our business. And then to add that, you've also partnered with Sustainable Salons Australia. So oh, I think you yes, need well. to win Woman of the Year award. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell that's us 
tell us a little bit about that? Well, well, the thing is, you know, I have a daughter and I think I would love this world to be amazing for her when she grows up with her children and her children's children. And the thing is, um, you know, in our salons every day, we throw out our tea lights, we throw out our foil from shellac, we throw out our fabrella, we throw it out anywhere, right? We might as well separate our waste so that it can be repurposed as well as recycled. So what happened was I was driving around my area and as curious as I am, I saw all these purple bins and I was like, well, what's that? Obviously attached to hair salons. Well, what about us? I contacted Sustainable Salons Australia and uh, we kind of were like, yeah, we can help beauty salons as well. So I've really been this um, godmother, if you like, and spearheaded this campaign most definitely in Queensland will be the first salon to be to join Sustainable Salons Australia. It's so exciting. So basically in our salon, we have three bins, plastic, uh, paper and metals. You'll be surprised how many tea lights go into those bins. The foil from Shalike, the Fabrella, the G-strings from Tans, the hair bonnets, it all goes in there. And in fact, we offer our guests this little, it's, it's nothing, but it's a bit of fun. You know, if they bring back their packaging or their bottles from their products they pop it in the bin and then we give them a dollar off their next their purchase their restock and it's you know you're gonna throw stuff away anyway and I love this about my team they're so excited and you know I get told off that's not paper that's plastic and the girls are so on board and it's it's really amazing and it's it's so good to like I said you know share it with our children and and so on so you know, for anybody who's out there joining Sustainable Salons Australia, and again, I'm happy to reach out and give some more information. You're throwing stuff out anyway. Why not separate in the separate bins? We have a purple bin outside our business, which we, we, we like bag up the paper, plastic metals. We pop it in there. We also have a chemical bin um, where we put any excess like tints or um, like chlorhexidine that we use in our dermapen all goes in there. Everything gets picked up fortnightly and it's just, it's amazing. And then, you know, once everyone's been paid, all the extra, all the extra money um, goes to us harvest to feed, you know, homeless. So it's a win-win situation. Why wouldn't you want to go the extra mile? Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. I never actually knew that about where the extra stuff goes. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So in our tan room, we tan in our bathroom. We have a little bin that says the girls have put their paper only. So when we tan, we have a G-string, a head bonnet. That all, so when the guest's finished, pops it in the bin. That all gets recycled. When we do facials, the fabrella gets recycled. The tea lights, oh, my God, you never knew you went through so many tea lights until you see our bin. <laughs> it's incredible. It's totally incredible. And then we have guests sometimes say they buy a lippy or, or whatever, a, a, a facial product that's in a box. We say, would you like, do you need the wrapping? And they're like, no, no, no. We take it, pop it in our recycle bin. So I guess feel like they're doing part for the environment as yeah, well. Yeah, that's beautiful. So just so important to do your part. It's 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 not hard. That's so and lovely. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited about that's it. It's good. So moving on, I'd love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Well, 
I am a bit old school, but I'm getting really tech savvy. <laughs> I love Audible. So I live about 45 minutes away from my salon. So in the mornings, I play the Audible app and you listen to books through this app and they're amazing. You pay like $14 a month and you get to download a book. So currently I am listening to The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, which is amazing. So yeah, it's so good. So instead of bantering with my mom or sister on my long drive to work in the morning or just scrolling through the radio and listening to songs and whatever, I put on my Audible, sets me up for the day you know, constantly just feeding myself with positive energy and information. And it's it's amazing how much time I spend in my car. And if I really put my mind to it, it's like at least minimum an hour and a half a day. So if I put my audible on, you know, instead of just wasting that time, I can really, you know, feed my mind with some really good information. Yeah, love that. I also really love word swag right yes, I love one of my favorites I love this app for adding like wording and pictures for my social media contents I mean I am not the best tech savvy person but I find it really easy to use so word swag I love it really you know makes your images look a little bit more edgy and the, the last one's a little bit of a, a personal kind of funny story but I love the towel app so a couple of years ago the girls bought me a little towel for my keychain to find my phone or find my keys because I always used to lose my keys so now because I'm forever misplacing my keys and phone I can use my app on my phone to find my keys or I can use the little keyring the little towel app like the little towel literally on my keys to find my phone but now I've gone one step further and I've got a little towel inside my purse. So now I can find my purse. And the funny thing was the other night I couldn't find it. And I went onto my phone, which told me that on the app that my purse, the exact location, which was at the salon. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an amazing app if you're continuously losing your phone, your keys, your this, your that. It's so good. You can find everything, especially if you're in a salon. You have your phone on silent. You're like, oh, gosh, where did I put it? Especially if you're taking photos. But the towel app's amazing. Yeah, I have had it on my list to buy one for a really long time. And, I, yeah, just hearing that again, it's like, yes, I need it in my life. It's so cool. It's really fun. I love it. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll put a couple of those links. And I need to get onto Audible as well, actually, because I've, I just listen to podcasts. I don't do radio, but I do podcasts on my phone. So I've got quite a few people that I follow. But, yeah, I'm always debating with myself about um, not being able to read books because I fall asleep at night when I actually have time to read my books. So I think I need to start listening to them instead. Yeah, Audible's amazing. And that's like $14 or $15 you pay a month. And mm. you get to download a book. is really cool. I really like it. Especially mm. if they go for a walk in the morning or you go to the gym, you can listen to it anywhere. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Now, what is one thing you are constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Well, 
I feel being a small business owner can be really lonely. So I love having the support of other business owners um, that I know I can trust and reach out to. And as well as being on platforms such as the Beauty Business Co., which is just amazing, mm-hmm. and um, meeting other entrepreneurs and, um, you know, just building lifelong friendships that can be made pretty much like <laughs> like you and I. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that it's um, really about just connecting yourself with other hashtag beauty bosses and you really like form a network. And I think, Angela, this is what you've done really well. You've made this network where we can just connect with each other and say, you know what, it's okay. There's going to be hard days and it is lonely out there. And, you know, no, you can't talk to your staff about these things. And it's nice to bounce things off other business owners. And I'm really open to that. I've worked with many um, or met many business owners that really aren't open to, to, to sharing. I believe in being transparent and um, I'm really happy to share any of my knowledge or experience. And, and I like aligning myself with other salon owners that feel the same way because we inspire each other, we lift each other up, we all find that we're going through the same difficulties. And I, and I hate it when you meet a salon owner and they say, oh, yeah, everything's amazing. We're doing amazing. Everything's amazing. Well, it's not always amazing. And it's nice to know that, you know, other salon owners are struggling with the, the same things that you are just because, you know, you don't feel so alone. Yeah. And then together, like, two brains are better than one. You can nut it out and, and work on something amazing. So, yeah, I really think that's important. That's so good. I think um, it's actually incredible the amount of people that have said to me, why are you starting a business that's supporting other business owners? Don't you think that they're going to um, compete with you in your own beauty salon? (laughs) And I just think, oh, my goodness, it's so not about that for me. I feel that when I worked on the road for Dermalogica when I was a business consultant, I had so much um, passion in helping these business owners with, you know, at that time it was all about the product, but now I'm taking it even further and just, yeah, being being in my own business, it is lonely. I feel like I'm in that constant treadmill of working in the business and on the business. But actually since I've launched Beauty Business Co and reconnecting with other business owners and reaching out to people like yourself to be on the podcast and we've had a past relationship together, so it's so good to connect in this way again and just you know we caught up the other day which we were both really really busy in our schedules but I'm so glad that we actually gave ourselves permission to do that that we had a float session and a lunch date and catching up in person and just even venting a little bit about what was going on within our own businesses was just actually a weight lifted off my shoulders (laughs) I think you really hit the ham on the head You know what, it is lonely and I love, I talk to everybody in the industry and I'm, I'm an open book and I'm happy to share my experiences because I really believe in being your own unique self and you can do what you can do. And I find, unfortunately, in our industry, there are a couple of business owners who are like, you are my competition and, and I don't want to, I, I no. And I just think, you know what, at the end of the day, you are who you are, going to attract 
your own tribe. And I just think if we can support each other and I, I just think it's amazing. Like there's a couple of different schools of thoughts. I know we, with the kind of hashtag beauty bosses who support each other and some don't want to because they're afraid of competition and that's fine. But just letting everybody out there that's listening know that there are hashtag beauty bosses who will help you and support you through your journey. You just have to ask. Yeah. yeah. I am nodding my head all the way. And I'm so glad that you are in my tribe, Nicola. <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> so now, do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm getting better at better at it I have to say I do like a strong cup of coffee in the morning (laughs) here here I look I just turned 40 this year so I'm very old school I love the old pen and paper and I just feel making a to-do list especially on a Saturday night just jotting a couple of things down and I just think that's always the best sometimes we're trying to overcomplicate things but just in the morning, strong cup of coffee, to-do list. Today is X, Y, Z. In, in, you know, priority is X, Y, Z. And I just think that's the best way to go. Just having a to-do list and then crossing it off as you go along will keep you on track. Oh. I unfortunately am not a oh, technology girl when it comes to, you know, I see a lot of my guests and staff members putting all their diary and their phone. I like pen and paper. This is what I need to do today. Cross it off as I go along. And I feel that that works every time. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I am with you a hundred percent on that. I have, I have obviously all my clients in my phone diary. That's how I refer back to everyone. Um, Cause I'm solo operator in my own business, but everything else has to be planned out to from monthly to weekly to daily and I am a list creator and I love it it really does keep me in track funny enough uh for my 40th birthday which I just recently have a friend of mine bought me a awesome (laughs) diary by Carrie & Co nobody you know and (laughs) about the perfect event 2018 and that's really helped me keep on track because you know what there's so much noise in our lives every day and especially if you've got kids you, you know you're running on households and you know life is busy but that pen and paper takes two seconds jot a couple of bullet points and stick to them and I, I believe you know old school bringing it back to basics is 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 really the best yeah that's awesome. I'm so glad that you like the planner that I bought you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're using it because it's so beautiful. I know that if I skip a day, like if I happen to have been super busy and not actually written in my planner, I get mad at myself because it um, is so good to refer back onto. And I'm going to do a whole video on goal setting and planning but yeah, I want everyone to be aware that it's okay if you don't cross everything off your list that you have to do for the day. You can always go back to it, but really putting your priorities in place 
um, I like to do it in the morning as well, Nick, um, is, yeah, a really, really good setup for a successful day. You can get so much more done. Definitely. I agree with that. So let's move on to some rapid fire questions. What is the best book you've ever read? Okay, hands down, when I was in the cruise ships, I don't know how I ended up getting a copy of this, and I don't know where it is today because I lent it to someone, but The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, my goodness, such good life lessons. It's, it's really a practical guide to personal freedom. So The Four Agreements, don't make assumptions, always do your best, be impeccable with your words, and don't take anything personally. Oh, it just resonated so deeply with me, obviously, because I lent it to someone and I don't know where it is, but just sometimes stripping things right back just is the way to go, you know, not trying to overcomplicate. But that book is a quick and easy read and I just really highly recommend it to everybody. Mm, nice. I'll have to find that one. Yeah, definitely. Now, who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Uh, Oprah. I think she's amazing. Yeah. I'd love to meet her. Yeah, I'd love to meet her too. Maybe also a good-looking Hollywood star, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what are, what's one thing you have procrastinated about this week? Well, I am a little bit of a queen of procrastination. I have to put my hand up. But I am getting better at organising my family's dinners for the week. Mm. Generally, I'm trying to watch you know, my calorie intake. But what I normally do is uh, don't plan anything, go to the grocery shops, buy a heap of things. If I'm hungry, I'll buy another heap of things. And before you know it, you've really racked up a grocery bill. So what I want to get better at doing, and I've done this this week, which I'm really proud of, is really sit down and work out what I'm doing for, the, for dinners for the week. And then, you know, buying my groceries accordingly so I'm not going overboard. And I just find, especially if you're busy, it's so good knowing you've prepared your meals and they're healthy and nutritious for your family. But, you know, often I don't do that. Some weeks, I mean, let's face it, not perfect. You don't do it. And then you end up buying takeaways and pizza and, you know, and this and that. And it, uh, A, costs your fortune, but B, is not maybe the best thing for your family. So, Really organising meals is is what I've procrastinated. Mm, I do have a guilty conscience with that as well. We've been trying a little bit of HelloFresh, so getting that delivered to our door on a Saturday morning. We've got five meals that are going to help us out in the in-between. So we do like to do a bit of juicing as well, but at least then we're not actually wasting a lot of food too. So HelloFresh is good if you haven't tried that either. Okay, thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> um, now, what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Well, ideally I would save every homeless animal in the world, but that's not really realistic. So I would say starting my own cosmetic brand. Mm, nice. Yeah, definitely. It's something I'm pretty excited about. Oh, that is very exciting. Nicola actually wears, you'll see that in the photo that I post with the podcast, but she's always got 
an amazing red lipstick on her and all of her branding is red. So she's just on point every day. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> uh, now, last question. If you were uh, stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what is one thing you wish you had with you? Well, Angela, of course my red lips. <laughs> of course. But uh, seriously, I would have to say my daughter. Oh, little Chloe. She'd be fun though. Keep you on your toes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Would she keep me on my toes? Yes. <laughs> I'll come with you with Emilio and then they can have a little bit of fun. all right so we are going to wrap it up and i just want to know what's next for in therapy and yourself what's in the works with your business and is there anything that our listeners can go and check out well we continue with our sustainability and our ethical you know branding um, I'm a little bit excited because I've come up with something recently which I don't think is unobvious, but it's genius. And um, we're going to introduce a treatment which not only treats the face and the neck, but the decolletage and the hands. Oh, I love it. Actually, I saw one of your Instagram stories the other day with that, with a hand treatment. Yes. Yeah, so we're stripping it kind of back to basic we're going back into um the anti-aging treatments for all the areas and i know a lot of our listeners might be young but (laughs) as you're aging it's the face the decolletage the neck the hands so we're going to introduce a treatment that treats the hands as well with our microdermabrasion excuse me microdermabrasion our fruit enzyme peel and oxygen which i think is the first in our industry i'm really excited about it but it's just, again, stripping it back to basics, like, you know, your hands are aging, whether you like it or not. So that's one of the things we're doing, plus continuing to support and encourage other salon owners to join Sustainability Salons Australia. And, um, yeah, just um, I, I did actually have two salons, and now I've consolidated my offerings into the one location this year. So I'm looking forward to... Um, just increasing what we're doing at, you know, Red Hill. And uh, this year we're 18 years old, so we're going to have a big 18th birthday party. (laughs) Nice. I hope I'm invited to that. Well, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So our listeners, they can find you on social media as well. We've got In Therapy Facebook page and then at In Therapy for Instagram. So I'm going to leave the links. I think it's really important for everyone to check out the Sustainable Salons Australia page. So we'll leave all the links to everything that we've spoken about. And um, normally we do a special giveaway at the end of the show to a lucky listener. Have you got something that you would like to offer, Nicola? Yes. Well, I thought it would be really valuable and amazing to offer somebody a morning or an afternoon with myself to share some of my 20 years' own experience 
as well as to watch what happens in a um, successful busy salon environment and um, experience a treatment of choice so you know really ideally spending like I said a morning or an afternoon in my clinic um, spending some time with me asking questions having a treatment and just really observing what happens and 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 how we we run our clinic and yeah i thought that would be a really nice little gift that is absolutely beautiful thank you so much for offering that and i can guarantee anyone who does win a a bit of time with nicola will gain so much value from her what she has to share from her 20 years of experience and she's just such a great woman so you will have a beautiful beautiful time and if anyone from international or interstate happens to win the prize because i know that we've got a worldwide broadcast happening um Nicola will do maybe like a bit of a one-on-one Skype chat with you and we're all together there in the Beauty Business Co Society group too so um Nicola is always popping in and answering questions as well so thanks Nick thanks so much for joining us on the show and it's been a pleasure having you and I'm so so grateful for your support with my new journey of Beauty Business Co and You're such a great friend to me and I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really um, can resonate resonate with women supporting each other. And I think, you know, um, in our industry, there is a lot of noise, but there is a lot of opportunities to stand out and be an individual. And I think just being open to helping each other and supporting each other is really what's important. Don't try and be out there and be on your own and be better than everyone else. Just be the best version of yourself. And don't try and be the best, just try and be different. I think it's Love it. really the key. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. <laughs> Thanks, Angela. Thank you so much. I'm humbled that you invited me. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, I'll chat to you soon, okay? Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.